Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle and Brett with yeah, me today. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> the first will be last and the last will be first. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> backfiring already. <laughs> uh, so we are continuing our series on the book of Ephesians. And there was actually something very interesting that happened this weekend. Do you guys know what it is? Um... No, nothing that's nothing that comes yeah, to nothing mind. Nothing stood out. <laughs> <laughs> They're just messing because it was Super Bowl this weekend, and both of them watched. I know for sure they did. <laughs> I did, but I wasn't. It was just more of a good excuse to hang out with with friends yeah. and stuff. It wasn't anything I was like super intent on watching. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I did hear that there was a lot of interest in uh, Taylor Swift. Like, was she going to make it there on time? Somebody <laughs> told me that there was, like, a, a swift tracker that it, on uh, tracking her flight from Japan because I guess she had a concert the night before. And my kids even knew, like, oh, if they leave by – they talked about it in, in their science class or something. You know, if, if they leave – if she leaves by midnight, she'll get there by whatever in the morning. It's like, what? I was not one of those trackers, and I don't know if any Swifties listen to <laughs> our podcast, but I am not a fan. So <laughs> – I didn't know what plane she was on or... I think we might have just lost some subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come after me. I know that that's the main thing that my daughter wanted and cared about with the football game was yeah. how many times they were going to show Taylor Swift on the screen. Yeah. Okay, too, so with... Too many. With, with the Super Bowl uh, comes commercials. Were there any commercials that stood out to you guys? Okay, for for just humor and all that, The I think it was Kawasaki, the one with the, the mullet, the... Business, oh, business in the front, funny. party in the back, that, <laughs> that little was truck. Yeah. I'm like, that was funny. Like the way when they passed everybody, their hair would grow. And I'm yeah. like, that bald wrestler guy, I can't remember the name. But Stone Cold Steve there Austin. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. and, and they're like, oh, You thanks. don't know who Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin I, is? I, I know his face, but I couldn't think of his name. I didn't I didn't bother to go look it up. But yeah, that, that one was funny. There, there was a couple that gave me a chuckle, but none of them, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's just different nowadays, but none of them were like, I can't remember off the top of my head, like pinpoint one specifically of like, oh, I really liked this commercial. But there was a couple that were pretty funny. I just know that most of them are going to be outrageous because I feel like in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. a lot of them just get more outrageous because you remember it or it yeah. sticks in your head. But like those Doritos ones used to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't even know what's going on. So, I, so I'll throw this little tidbit. In uh, college, I took a marketing class and it happened to be in the spring semester. So our homework for when it was Super Bowl time was watch the Super Bowl and come with a write-up of why, what, what were your favorite three mm. or most memorable and why? And it could be because they were so bad or because whatever it was, that why is it most memorable? So marketers, they just, they just want to be talked about. That's all yep. they care. Yep. Yeah, so there was one commercial that I was specifically looking for, and I actually didn't see it until the next day when Kyle showed it to me and we oh, were talking right. about right. it. But uh, it's the... He gets us commercial, the Jesus one, right? And last year it was one of the most talked about and most um, popular commercials last year. So I was looking forward to what they had this year and I missed it, but I know that they had it and I thought it would be a good time for us to be able to talk a little bit about it because it kind of fits into what we were talking about in Ephesians in in cha- the second half of chapter two, uh, kind of in alignment with what Pastor Barry had shared on Sunday, it's talking about two groups coming together, Mm. right? And so a lot of times in uh, what Pastor Barry was sharing was kind of like these epic rivalries 
coming together as one. And so in that commercial, they uh, kind of portrayed two different groups coming together over washing feet. And so I, th- I thought it would be a good discussion for us, especially because it kind of aligns with what we're talking about in Ephesians and with the reading last week. Yeah, so Damon just pointed to me, so I guess I'm up. Um, I yeah. just like throwing you under the bus. That's right, payback. Just like you threw Mimo under the bus because she threw you under the bus. There's a lot of buses flying around. <laughs> Man, be careful. We I, told John we were going to throw him under the bus, so we might as well throw him down. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I I came uh, to the Freedom Center. Was that was it yesterday or was it Monday? I think it was yesterday because Monday I was busy. I didn't, I didn't get to interact with you. But... Um, yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday, just for you that are confused now. What now that I said those days, but yeah, yesterday I was I brought it to Damon's attention because I saw it. I was, I thought it was interesting. It was good, but there were some questions I had behind it. Like, okay, what are they trying to do with it? What's the motive? What's the purpose of it? Um, because I think without knowing that, it could be taken in different. It could be taken differently. And some of it, I think, could be good and align with biblical values, and some could be taken the wrong way, too. So I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. And then, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting, Damon. When, we, when I first showed it to you, like, one of your first comments was, well, yeah, who's their, who's their, mar- who's their intended audience? Mm-hmm. Who are they trying to reach? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what I want to know, too, because I think if you, if you know that, you're, you would be able to tell, like, oh, yeah, okay, they got that point across and I think that's a good message or, Oh no, I don't know that they did or it's the wrong kind of message. So, um, and then today you shared that you listened to somebody who had some influence over that and you got some more insight. So why don't you share that part, Damon? So one of the podcasts that I try to listen to regularly, and we might've talked about it a little bit on this podcast is the think biblically podcast that's, uh, produced by Biola and it, the hosts are uh, Dr. Scott Ray and Dr. Sean McDowell. And you probably heard some of those names on this podcast before. But I listened to an episode and they were interviewing uh, someone who is a consultant with uh, the group that put out the ad. And so he was kind of talking to talking it through and sharing a little bit of insights because they, ha- they had heard some controversy. And so they, they were like, we, we want to hear directly from people that were involved. Mm-hmm. And so... I really appreciated the conversation because they did address some of the different issues and, and things that have come out of from people watching uh, the commercial. And a lot of it really stems from not understanding who the target audience is. And so it was good because he shared really who their target audience is. And really it's that their target audience for those commercials are people who have a distorted view of Jesus that they're trying to pique their interest and really drive them to their website, which goes through a reading, a Bible reading plan that points them to really who Jesus is. And so their target is people who wouldn't normally interact with Christians because of this um, misguided understanding of who Jesus is because of what they've heard Christians believe or uh, what's been portrayed to them in the media or different things that are negative. And so they're really trying to help people to see maybe Jesus is a little different than what I thought he what I thought he was. Maybe I should go to this website and learn a little bit more. And so that's really who their target is and what they're trying to, to do. And so it was really good for me to hear that directly from someone who was involved in the project. And it's like, oh, okay, I can see how they went in this direction because 
I think that that going in this direction is probably helpful to their target audience. Do they say how they did that? Or like, is there specifics into... Because, I mean, in a sense, we're kind of talking about it vaguely. Mm -hmm. So did he say how they were doing that by doing certain things within the commercial? Or what was the, I guess, the... Because he's kind of talking about, like, the strategy of it. Mm -hmm. So maybe you should share who it was, too. It might help. uh, So uh, the person is Ed Stetzer, and he was a consultant with... um, the company that was, or I don't know if it's the company, but it was, he was a consultant in the process of them making the commercial. And so and he's, and he's a professor at Biola. I, Talbot, I believe, Talbot, I believe right? he's at, yeah. yeah, I believe he's at Biola as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess he's easy access for them since he's through Biola too. Yeah. But anyway, he, um, so wait, what was the question again? Kyle, you threw me off. Sorry. Like well, normal. I, I th- <laughs> I think that would help people to know that, oh, it's not just some random person that was... The the, yeah. the strategy or like you're, you're saying... What, were, what, was, what was shared was like, oh, some of it can be taken... Oh, okay. Different yeah. ways. I, I, I remember where we're going. Okay, so uh, kind of the theme of that commercial was that um, Jesus washes people's feet, right? So he's trying to go... Off, they were trying to go off of... Um, you know, the Last Supper when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And so they showed uh, people that were, I guess, stereotypically Christian on one side, washing people's feet of people that stereotypical Christians would not normally um, associate with, according to stereotypes, or interact with, or associate with, according to stereotypes, right? And so they were showing that um, people who are stereotypically Christian were now washing step kind of being like Jesus and washing the feet of people that were stereotypically not Christian or anti-Christian or on the other kind of the, the other side. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, through that, they were hope, hoping to help people that might be on the other side to say, Oh, maybe there's something mm-hmm. about this Christianity that I don't, I've been, taught wrong or i've seen is wrong because if jesus is like this then that might be someone that i would want to learn more about or i'm interested in yeah i didn't when i saw it well when it first came on someone that we were watching with was like like because sometimes people were guessing like what the commercial was for when it started and Mm -hmm. so some people like what is this one for and then i was like it's one of those jesus ones <laughs> and then it played out and it was like the he gets us right mm-hmm. and so i didn't think too much of it or i didn't uh i guess analyze it as 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 closely as you guys but um i just felt like like knowing how much money goes into those pay for those times to just be uh a commercial during the Super Bowl, I just felt like it was good that, like, out of I don't know how many commercials there are, like, that one of them was trying to take a stand for Jesus or or point 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 people mm-hmm. in a direction that's good because otherwise, I mean, 
commercials, most of them are just filled with nonsense. So at least for me, it was like, well, at least there's an organization or something that, you know, to a certain degree is putting uh, their money where their mouth is because that's, I know that's a lot of money to put out there just to put out a commercial that is going to get criticized one way or another. 14 million. Yeah. So So it's like a one minute thing for 14 mil. So it's like, I mean, granted, I don't have $14 million, but like, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a certain level of, I guess, hopeful respect that I have mm. of like, okay, they're, they're trying to kind of compete with um, the rest of the world in this way. And, and so I guess that's why I kind of didn't pay an extra mind to it. Mm. Uh, Go ahead, Damon. I, why don't you jump on the next? I'll, I'll, I'll maybe wrap up with something else, but why don't you go to that next thought? Okay, so, you know, like as we're talking about commercials and some of these messages that we're hearing, you know, there were other faiths that were being promoted during those commercials too, right? Like one of the ones that stands out to me is like the Scientology one, right? Oh, and, yeah. And so there's other, other faiths that are trying to be promoted during these mm-hmm. commercials. And really what it brought to mind is that everybody is being formed by something or someone. Mm. Right. And so that's what a lot of these commercials are for, what some of these celebrities are doing. Some of the people that are on Twitter, they are sending out their messages and we're receiving these messages. And so we are constantly being bombarded with information and messaging and and things like that. And we have to make choices. Who am I going to believe? Who am I going to follow? Who am I going to, you know, even when we think of like social media, who am I going to follow, right? And those messages and those things are going to impact how I see myself, how I see God, how I see the world. And so we need to be very intentional and careful about who are we following because everyone is being formed by someone or something. Mm-hmm. And I think for, I'm, I guess I'm kind of speaking for the three of us, it's like we choose to f- be formed by Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And so but there is an intentionality in that recognizing everybody is being formed by someone, but we're just going to choose to be formed by Jesus. You don't, you don't speak. For, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, wait, 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 wait a second. You don't speak for me, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just speaking for me and Kyle. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm just well, kidding. okay. <laughs> Brett just got booted off the show. That's why I'm last we're, now. We're going to bring Trish back in <laughs> as the new co-host, Brett. <laughs> but I, I think that's something for us to just to think about in terms of uh, just the different um, things that we're influenced by, whether it's through social media, through regular media, through TV, through radio, recognizing that those things they make an impact in our lives. Whether we know it or not, whether we think about it or not, they make an impact in who we are and who, we, who we're who we becoming. And so because of that, and, and I think that sometimes that can be a, a tool of the enemy is because that's happening whether we know it or not, mm. right? And so he can just kind of sneak things in the back door just by us not being intentional about recognizing it. And so I think for us, being intentional and recognizing I'm being formed into someone, who am I, who is that person? Well, I choose to be formed by Jesus. Or what am, what am I allowing to shape me and form me? Yeah. 
what or who. Yeah. I, I would ask you guys then, how do you go about that then? Meaning the stuff that you see on TV, the commercials, stuff you read, um, the news you hear about celebrities or events that are going on. How do you then, you guys could share personally or just, I guess, theoretically, but how do you then find that balance of like, because you're, you're not going to be able to close everything out or, mm-hmm. and I don't think God calls us to just, you know, become blind and monastic. And, yeah. <laughs> but then also it's like, well, okay, I need to be intentional with it. Mm-hmm. And so what, what is that balance or how does that look for you guys? Well, I, th- I think it comes, it just like you you get formed, um, in a slow process. I think that part you get formed by Jesus in a slow process too. It's just as you mature in your faith, as you mature in life, like it, it, certain things lose their value or their importance. And then it's like you, as you let something else go, that's maybe, maybe not even not of God, but maybe that's something that could be a distraction from him or just be like a barrier for you to get closer to him. And that thing has less hold for you. You're able to kind of like, no, actually, I, I want to set that aside, and I'm choosing to set that aside so I can then bring in this, which will um, this maybe discipline or practice that will give me more um, time with God, more awareness of who He is, more yeah, yeah, just understanding. So I think it's so. I mean, I think for me, one one aspect is like sports. When I grew up, I loved watching sports, but I was like a a stat numbers person. I like. I would like to read the box score. Like I didn't have to watch the game. I could read the box score and like figure out like who did what. And I would. If, but then I would. I would have awareness of that. And I see. I see that in my. my I was gonna my say. Son. I wonder where Eli <laughs> gets that from. But it's funny. Like I've seen it, and sometimes it's not even year to year. It's like almost decade to decade. Right. It's like I've seen it in my twenties. Like I was, sports were really important in thirties. Like. Yeah, still, but it's like a shift. But now it's like it's shifted even more. Like it's really not that important. I I still stay up on stuff, but it doesn't have the same hold over my thoughts or Mm. over my even emotions or things. And so it's kind of, in a sense, dying to your old self, that the things that that you thought mattered. And now it's like, no, those things are kind of trivial. They don't matter as much. Mm. Um and I think something, not everything takes a decade to, you know, or decades, but I think some things are that way. And if yeah. you don't look back at it and you expect something to change by next year, some things take longer. But I do think there's some things that's like, no, I, I think it's just done. I'm done with it and you can move on. Mm. I think for me, um, I, f- I kind of feel like this has been a season that I've been in is just being recognizing um, what things have a hold on my life and how they uh, influence how I'm feeling. Mm. And so, you know, it's the winter time. It's been a little bit rainy for Southern California. And, you know, I, I've talked about it, this on the podcast before. It's just, I really cherish my running time as time where I'm like unplugged and uh, it's my me and God time. And so a lot of times it's really difficult for me to do that in the winter. I'm not a cold person. I don't like the cold. I don't like the rain. And so, it's it's difficult for me to get outside, but I've been really recognizing, especially this year, just when I'm not 
intentional about taking that time, it affects me. It affects me a lot and it affects my mood. It affects my, just how I'm feeling. It affects how I'm like, whether or not I'm intentional in other areas of my life as well. And so I, I see it that, you know, before I was like, oh, I need to get out so I can get the exercise or so I just different reasoning. And now it's like, no, I need to get out because it affects my relationship with the Lord affects my everyday life. Mm. And so I need to be intentional because that's my time with me and God. And a lot of times when I don't do that with running, then it's easy to get caught up in all these other things that I'm doing and days go by and it's like, oh, wait, when was the last time that I just spent time unplugged with me and God? Well, it's been a while. No wonder I'm feeling out of it. Out no of sorts. I'm treating my kids like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that I, I feel like that's been a season that I'm coming out of um, is just really recognizing, no, if even if I'm not, even if it's just getting out. So normally for me, uh, like a four-mile run is like a, a standard run for me. So even recently it's like, even if I just get out for like one or two miles, like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Just taking the step to get out out the door and do it. That's helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And where before it would be like two miles. Do I really want to do all that I need to do to get ready to do? You know, I'm getting older. I need to stretch more. I need to warm up better. I, it's like, is it worth it to spend all that time to warm up and cool down just to get in like one or two? It's like it's not even worth it. That's but, my thought every morning. <laughs> but. Uh, recently it's like, no, it's, it's not about the exercise. It's not about that. It's about, Mm. this is my alone time with me and God with no other distractions. And, and when I do do that, it's like, I can see the influence and the impact in the rest of my day. Mm. But so when it was rainy, did you like, were you able to, because you did recognize that, is that something where you're able to find in something else or it's just like, I got to wait till I can run again. I was pretty depressed on the rainy <laughs> days personally. <laughs> okay. I don't want to say depressed. I, 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 I wasn't, you're in, bummed. I wasn't in a good place in those days. I feel you. How about, how about for you, Brett? It's interesting in, in this starting in this new year and this season that I'm in, I, I kind of feel like, Things have died mm-hmm. in me, but I I kind of don't feel like I've found what is mm-hmm. the new part. So I kind of feel weird right now. Mm-hmm. Coming into this year, it's not like a place of limbo where I'm like, I don't know if I should believe, but it's more like, I know things have changed, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen like the fallout from the change. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel weird because I know in in a lot of ways, I still kind of go back to just what I know and and how I'm wired. But in this most recent season that I've been in, it was like almost a forced, Mm. you can't just rely on yourself. Mm. And because it was forced, it was total dependence on God to the point of exhaustion where I'm just like, I don't know what to do. So if God's not telling me to do this, like I'm not going to worry about or do it. So there was this weird like tiredness because it was almost like having to fight and die to myself and just be like, 
kind of like a mental battle with myself. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know, but I'm going to try to be obedient. And so I think I realized it took more energy out of me than I thought. But because of that, it, it made me less self-reliant, which I feel like is good. But then now it's like, okay, like <laughs> kind of like the storm has passed, right. but then it's like, okay, well, well, I don't know. It kind of, I don't know where it leaves me now. Right. And so not that I feel like God has left me, but I think I'm going to be in a new season of discovering new things. And right now it's just like, whether it's the prep beforehand or maybe God's giving me time to rest because he knows the seasons I've been through. And he's like, you need to buckle up for the next season. Who knows? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But I, I, it's just a different place than I've been in. And so it's a little bit weird for me. And so mm. I think just hearing you guys and how you discern what has control over you or what's influencing you um, is good to hear because, you know, as much as I, I want to encourage people, like, you know, ask what God would do or, um, what is God asking you to do or how can you be obedient? Even in that, in our own human minds, like I feel like you can get like too focused on that and it almost, you start second guessing everything. Like you get too overwhelmed and it becomes too um, saturated. Mm. And then it's like, you're nitpicking at everything you do and then you're driving yourself crazy. Like, well, would God want me to do that? Well, I don't think he want me to do that. But then if I do that, then, and then you're just like, okay, I don't think you're, you're so far from the heart of what you're originally doing that I don't think you're doing it anymore. And so for me, I know I can get that way. And then it, you just kind of become like apathetic towards stuff. Cause you're just like, well, I don't know. So whatever. Yeah. And so I, I think in this new season for me, I, I am trying to take a look at, okay, it's a new year. It's a new season. And so what are the things that have control over me or have influenced? There's certain things I feel like I, I have been able to change and die to, but then it's kind of like, I don't know what that replacing of it is yet, or I don't know what the new pouring and filling into me is yet. And so it's kind of like a, just a different mm -hmm. stage that I feel like I'm in. And so it's interesting to be a part of. Yeah, I, I think it's good that you just have you have the self-awareness of being able to see that, oh, there's something different, something shifted, even if you don't know the next steps, because sometimes that can make it feel like, well, maybe maybe nothing even has happened or, or maybe that's I'm still in the middle of it. Well, yeah, I mean, to be yeah. honest, uh, maybe I'm just hoping that that's what's going on or <laughs> else I'm, I'm just <laughs> lagging behind. <laughs> no, because when you were sharing, I'm like, yeah, to me, it sounds like it's a reprieve, like mm. like the Lord helped you. Like it was a tiring, tough season for you. And then he's like, yeah, like you've leveled up in some ways now, just recharge, rejuvenate. But I liked how you're also kind of like, okay, what what is coming? What is next? Because we can recharge and then kind of just drift into like, not necessarily apathy, but just kind of like, eh, just kind of trail off. But you're all, you're, you've seen a shift or you're feeling a shift and then it's kind of like, okay, that's good. Like, okay, what's, what's coming next? And not that you have to go figure it out, but, yeah. you're, but you have that almost a hunger of like, Okay, there's space now. Like, what what's gonna be put in here? Because I, I went through this hard season and I cleared up stuff. Now, what's what's next? Yeah, and the hard season was good. Like, I felt yeah. like it was yeah. good. It wasn't just like a, dang, I feel beat up. Yeah, it was like a good hard season or just tougher season. Yeah, a, a kind of like stepping into new ground and and uncovering new things. And so I think for me, I always know that like God has purpose. 
and I'm one that is always asking why or looking for the purpose. So I think because I'm kind of in this place where I'm not sure yet, that that's where I feel like God always allows me to be in those seasons where you're kind of like, mm. I don't know why, but it's I I I do know it's to build my faith because mm. I trust that okay there is going to be something. It's not for nothing, but it, it's just an interesting place to walk in, and um, I'm always wanting to be better and help other people be better. And so kind of like a pause in that or kind of like, a, okay, you could just rest and chill is like nice. Like I, I know I can enjoy that, but I know I can get too comfortable mm. in that. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be aware of what's yeah. next or new. And um, hopefully I'm, I'm able to recognize it when God is, is kind of knocking and I'm able to answer, answer the door. Your, your mom must have built a lot of character in you because that's that's like wisdom. That's character coming out right there, man. That's also <laughs> life just beating you up and spitting you out and you having to reconcile with it. And you, you search in a lot of different ways and you're like, all right. But, but you know what, though? that But you could take it multiple ways. You could take it and be bitter and be grumpy about it and it doesn't help you and doesn't actually further you and you can actually make you worse too, yeah, right? I, I've been there too. <laughs> yeah, I've been there too. So <laughs> yeah, this is the other end of it, I guess. And as we're talking about rest, I think one thing to think about when we think about rest is, do we have a real understanding of what true rest is? Because I think um, the world's definition of rest is very different than God's definition of rest. And I think because we are so formed by all these different messages, a lot of times we think rest is one thing when really it's not restful, Mm. right? Like when I think of, oh, rest, like because of, the messages I receive from the world, it's like, oh, I'm just going to relax on the couch and watch TV or I'm going to, you know, just chill out. And then I wake up and it's like, I, I don't feel rested. I, I don't mm. feel, I feel more tired than I did before. And I think that's one of the things that the Lord has been highlighting to me is like during the seasons where it's not like as intense or it's not, and it seems like it's more of a down season or coming off of a hard season or things like that. It's like seek true rest and not just the the worldly imitations of rest. Because I think that's something that I easily get caught up in. It's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to, my body is tired. So I'm going to relax on the couch or, and I'm just going to watch TV or I'm just going to doom scroll on my phone or different things. And then later I feel like, oh, I don't, I don't feel rested. I feel actually more tired or more lazy or more, um, apathetic than I did before. And then I feel like the Lord is, was telling, was telling me like, you actually feel more tired now when you're doing nothing than sometimes when you're actually doing a lot of different things Mm. because of the rhythms of your life and the rhythms of the things that you're doing and the time that you're spending with me is more segmented when you know you have a lot of things going on. So you actually are more intentional about taking that time and that's when you're actually feeling more rested, even though you're busier. And so I think sometimes when we think of rest too, like we need to make sure that we're in alignment with like the Lord's rest too. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to sit with that and and seek the Lord in that. Because I, I do think there's an aspect of that where, not that I don't know how to rest, but there's probably a part of me that doesn't know how to do it maybe the way that God wants me to. Because I'm fine just chilling on the couch, you know what I mean? I just... <laughs> chilling straight chilling so yeah no there's there needs to be a balance for sure yeah um yeah i I did think i could just maybe wrap up this we have a loose script 
but um, on this commercial and then the formation type of thing, um, I think it, for me, it's just, it, well, f well, the, the commercial itself, um, what's, what are we allowing to, f to shape us and form us? And then that commercial, the messaging, like it could have been taken different ways or, so are we using discernment when we're being formed? Um, like that, they, the, the way they portrayed it, like it, it could have, um, it, it could it could be taken a lot of different ways, and I think one is like hyper grace, like it's all about grace. Like at the they end the commercial with uh, Jesus. Sorry, I just had it up here. Jesus didn't teach hate; he washed feet. I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's that's there's truth in there, but then that's not the full story either. Like, there, so I it, I think it goes back to the truth and grace thing we've talked about a lot, and the world wants to promote the grace side, and I think that's really appealing if their intended market or intended audience is who it said, who they said it was, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, grace is the great invitation. That's going to draw people in. But then are you able to then also speak the truth? Because there's things that Jesus said and did that people would, they did take as hateful and people today would still say like, that's not Jesus. That's not the Jesus I, I want to follow. Well, it's like, well, hate what is evil? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, I, and, and, I didn't automatically think that in this in this one, but I I had my antennas went up, kind of like okay, like what what's going on here? What are what are they trying to get across? Because I think we need to be have discernment with what we're allowing to form us. So this this commercial is just one aspect, but whether it's um, um, a speaker or a podcaster you listen to, whether it's your friends or wh whatever, that you have to have a ability to see. Um, or dig deep enough to say, is this truth? Is this biblical? Does it align with biblical values? Um, or is it more aligned with worldly things? Is it aligned? Is there some truth there? Okay, how much? Like what? I think we, we need to make sure we're being um, critical in our thinking. It doesn't mean that we, we can't believe people and can't take things out, but we, ha we need that aspect. And I think this commercial for me, just like, okay. And then hearing what you shared this morning with me, Damon, about the, the backstory of it, I'm like, Okay, I, I do feel better about it because, I mean, okay, so one thing is almost all of the people washing feet were, were white in the, in the, in the um, images that they showed. And I'm like, okay, like, so it could have two different things. It could be like, okay, only white people have to, like, feel, like, repentant or, or repentant to go wash people's feet. Or it could be the other side, like, only white people are able to wash people's feet. Other people can't. So, I mean, there's just different messaging that anybody could take. Mm. And not that I, it was just something that made me aware. Not that I went to those places, but I thought of them like, hey, what is, what's going on here? And I think it's just a reminder that we need more depth and we need more understanding um, in applying things that we're taking in, that, we're, that, could, be, that could be shaping and forming us. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I just thought that was kind of an interesting. And I think that's thing. part of why we wanted to have this discussion on the podcast is to help people to be able to discern if if you have friends that have questions about that mm. uh, commercial. There's now you have a little bit more information and background to be able to talk to them because it could really easily be uh, you know misconstrued to the other side where it's like, well, you're not acting like those people in the commercial, so you're not. You know, you're not being like Jesus because you're not washing my feet, right? And it could be taken in totally that that direction as well. And so 
for us as believers, we want to be able to recognize some of these things and be able to have healthy conversations about them and help people to understand, no, this is who Jesus really was. Okay, so one uh, last thing before we wrap up the the episode is, you know, we are continuing in Ephesians, and uh, I know we haven't explicitly really been talking about it on this episode, even though it's kind of hinted at with uh, kind of aligning it with Pastor Barry's message. But um, one of the things that stood out to me in re- in last week's reading, which is uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 11 through 22, was at the end, and Pastor Barry didn't really uh, address this that much, uh, in his sermon. So I thought it was something that we could talk about, but at the end in verse, um, where does this start? I guess we'll start in verse 29 or sorry, verse 19. It says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple of the in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. And so uh, in reading that, one of the things that got highlighted to me is kind of the corporate aspect of being the temple and hosting God's Spirit. Because I think a lot of times when we when we hear Verses about being the temple. It's an individual, right? Like your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? But in this picture, he's also saying corporately you together are being built into the temple in which God's spirit can can find a home. And so I thought that was kind of a cool dynamic to see that there is an individual and a corporate aspect of being God's temple. And kind of similarly reminded me of a picture of the actual temple, right? And there were different um, rooms in the temple, right? There was like the most holy place and then there were the other the outer rooms uh, where different people could go. And so I, I felt like, oh, there's different dynamics to what it means to be the temple. And then so for us as God's people, there's different aspects of us being the temple. And then Brett said, oh, that kind of reminds me of something that I said at the retreat. So do you, would you like to share about that, Brett? Well, I, I, in preparing for the retreat, it, it was, you know, the idea of stronger together and um, unity. And not that I didn't know it before, but in relation to our church, you know, similarly, if you, if you think about, you know, a temple and a lot of times it's individual, I think we think of the mission of our church as, okay, who has God created and called me to be, which is, is valid, but in the same way, it's the mission of our church. And so how is our church, what is God creating and calling our church to be? And I think the, the thing that comes to mind for me is how well the Bible and, and Jesus calls and looks at each of us as um, individuals and unique and wonderful and beautiful but in the same way like that's the same way he views the body of christ and so to be the best representation of um the body or or to be able to even um exemplify the oneness that that uh jesus calls us to is to also show that in yourself individually right and so it's like this 
complementary thing where if the body is functioning that way, then that means that most likely each of its members are functioning that way. And if each of the members are functioning that way, then that means the body's probably functioning that way. And so it's this thing that's hand in hand. It's not, well, if I do one, then I can't do the other. It's like, no, while you do one, you're also doing the other. And so it's, it's um, just something to be mindful of too. I think intentionally of like the ways that God is growing or challenging you or what, I mean, the conversation we're talking about, you know, like what is, has control over us. We may feel like that only impacts like our life. But in reality, it's going to have an impact to the rest of the body. It's going to have an impact to the people you come in contact with, your your prayer partners, your small group. If you're teaching classes, whatever it is, it's like it, who you are and who God's made you to be and the things that you let influence you are going to then influence others. And so um, not only is, is, is taking a look at like what is um, – you know, controlling how you feel or impacting you or influencing you important for yourself. But also I'm sure you guys know, like as parents, right. Then to your kids or to, you know, your, your friends and your friends have kids and, you know, family and, and all of that way it, it trickles, it trickles down and, and, and spreads. And so I think it's just a good reminder to take a look at like, yeah, the, the God has, has um, orchestrated something special for each of us. And in that, it's also for the, the whole body. And, and I think that's a cool um, thing to know because when we're struggling or when we're unsure, like the season I'm in, I'm able to lean on the rest of the body. I'm able to ask you guys and you guys can help, um, you know, point me in the right direction and then vice versa, right? If there's other people in the body that need that, then you have individuals there that can be the ones to help um, impact the body or impact... Uh, those that they come in contact with. Yeah, I, I like the the imagery of it's like we're in NLT. It says we we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. Um, just that the idea of those that have gone before us or come before us, um, especially like the the fathers of our faith, like they, they laid a certain foundation and we're not meant to create a whole separate thing. We're mm. supposed to build on top and, and it doesn't matter where you are in the house, right? It's like whether you're the, it says Christ is the cornerstone. He's the most important part. But from there it's wherever we are, wherever we, whatever we step into and the Lord um, puts in front of us, then that's going to make us whatever part of the house or that temple. And so, um, I think one, just being okay with that. Like, yeah, I, my, my part is valuable and important, just like the, the different parts of the body, right? We, just because I'm the hand doesn't mean I'm less valuable than the eye or whatever. Just because I'm the shed in the back doesn't mean I'm any less important <laughs> than the kitchen. Well, well, we'll say you're in the house. We're not, you're, not the, you're not the shed in the back. <laughs> you could be the ADU above the garage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. you be the chimney. Um, but it's like, it's cool to think of that, we we all bring that richness and the fullness, but if we view ourselves as no, we're kind of more separated or we're like oh, I'm my own individual thing, it, it takes away some of that strength of that mm. of the structure and um, even then thinking of Jesus being the foundation. Then we're actually almost pulling ourselves away from being on the cornerstone. So, I, I liked how he used that that imagery, and I think this discussion 
highlights to me something that we talked about earlier is like whether you feel like it or think like it, mm. it doesn't make it untrue, mm. right? You are a part of the house, mm. right? Right. And you're an important part of the house. Whether I feel like it or whether if I don't feel like it, you know, if I don't think like it, that doesn't mean I'm not part of the house. That doesn't mean I, I am the shed outside, right? Right. I'm going to be in the house, right? And or a part of the house because that's what the Bible says, right. right? And that's the truth. And so am I aligning with the truth or am I allowing the lies of the enemy to say it, that affect my feelings or my thoughts that say that I'm outside? Right. Pastor Barry like spoke into that, right? Mm-hmm. That we're in Christ. And if we don't feel like we're in Christ, it doesn't mean that we're outside. <laughs> it just means that we're not um, aligned in believing the truth. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> you are in Christ. Yeah. So you might as well like it. I think that's been something that's been interesting throughout the first, you know, two chapters that we've been talking about is a lot of it deals with being in Christ. So I think that it's highlighting how important it is for us to be in alignment with that, right? In our thoughts, in our feelings that this is who you are. You are in Christ. Now line up with that truth. Okay. So maybe a little confession time here and a little get your feedback too. But there's times where I'm like, Going through this for a whole week, it's kind of getting old. <laughs> and I'm like, we just had that discussion, huh, Brett? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I have a confession too. That, that might be the same confession as yours. <laughs> but it, but I, I confess that. But then also, I also have been, when I get past that, I realize, oh, no, it's good. Because even thinking of it, f- taking this long to go f- through the first two chapters, that, that kind of highlight right there that you just brought up, Damon, of, of emphasis on being in Christ and how important that is. When you read it quickly, it's there and it's repeated and you're, okay, yeah, I get it. But when you go, f- when it, when you have to sit in it and soak in it, like for weeks and weeks, it's like, yeah, I get it. And I, I'm ready to move on. But really it's like, oh, I haven't done this with a passage or this kind of grouping of passages um, for this much time. And I'm really, I'm torn. Like I, I think there's part of my flesh or even just like, I, I want to, uh, maybe it's accomplish more or just, I want to move on and, and take on more. But then I'm also like the Lord's highlighting, like, no, oh, there's more depth there that if you just go fast, you're going to miss. And so I'm in this kind of like dual state of, I like it and I hate it. At the, not hate it. It's a, <laughs> it's a burden. Uh, no, I was going to give a shout out to everybody who's like, dang, this one is a little bit harder than the last <laughs> Bible reading plan we had. It's hard, but we're still doing it. Um, I feel a similar way in just that it almost feels like, like, am I not getting anything from it because mm-hmm. you're spending so much time on it? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, yeah, for me, it is difficult where I'm like, I kind of want to just go on to the next part or like, what are we reading? Oh, we're reading the same thing again and, and, and stuff. And so it's just, in in a certain way, it's breaking that the habit of, being able to just move on and read the, the the next thing. And it's interesting that it feels slower, but even though it, it may be slower in like quantity, it, it can be potentially like accelerated in that you're going deeper. Mm-hmm. And so confession part two i probably am not there yet at that point where i'm i'm hitting that accelerated part i i know it can be there i just you know i'm one that has to recognize that 
you know, part of that, like, I know this is good for me, even if I don't feel it or think it in the moment. And I think, I mean, I have read forward a little bit because I have to speak in a few weeks. So I'm, I'm getting a little bit further up. And I do think the second half is going to be a lot better because of this hard kind of like, sh- not struggle, but but pressing into these different topics or themes that he brings out in the first three chapters. It's going to it's gonna help a lot when we get to the four, five, and six. But, <laughs> but right now it's like, oh, man, because those are more the application. Like, I want to get to the application. Like, I, I got it enough, but I think it's it's good. It's it's kind of building that that muscle of going deeper, and um, there's there's more richness there. Definitely. I think one encouraging thing that I'm hearing from both of you guys is that there is something in you that's saying, I want to read ahead, which is like, wow, your hunger for re- the Bible is is growing if you're wanting to read more, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's something encouraging there because if we weren't doing this at all, I don't know if you'd be saying like, oh, I, I want to read ahead. Well, thanks. That's not, I'm not sure that's how it is inside, <laughs> but I'll, I'll okay. take that. I'll take okay. that. Well, <laughs> that's, how I'm in, that's how I'm interpreting what you guys are saying is that there's some type, that by sitting in these verses for so long, you know, a few verses every week, there's something in you that's saying, I want to keep going, right? So... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just not sure if it's a good thing. I mean, I think there's some parts, but I think it's some of it's just the way I've been brought up or trained. It's like taking more, taking more, mm-hmm. taking more, instead of, like you were saying, Brett, like taking less and go deeper. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've heard that, and I, I get it, but it's like not to this level for this long of a period. I haven't done this. I just, I honestly just don't like reading that much. So <laughs> having to read the same thing over and over is a little bit like, dang, like, I'm not going anywhere, and <laughs> I don't like reading that much. <laughs> so I feel a little like treading okay, water. Yeah, okay. But no, it, it's, I think, different days of the week with different mm. uh, questions and, and different, um, uh, I just drew a blank, uh, diff- different, um, like just different insights, yeah, or? different insight to NIV to the ESV, oh, the versions, different versions. Like certain days, it, it has hit me differently, and I don't, and I don't, I can't pin, pinpoint exactly why or what. But you know, there's certain days where I, I do feel like it's a lot harder, and I'm like, I I don't know. Like I read it, and I'm I'm trying to sit with the question, and I'm not sure. And other times where I'm like, okay, no, I, I think this is yeah. what God is speaking to me. So. I'm thinking we have listeners that are going through the same thing too. So my guess is probably <laughs> yes. So shout out to you and but but keep pushing along. I, it's also building just a routine or habit because I I think one big thing when when you said like oh we're in Christ and Pastor Barry was saying if you don't feel like it if you don't think it it doesn't uh, make it like untrue. That's where like reading the Bible and understanding it and, and knowing it, knowing God's word is like the better that you know it and you're able to mm. stay in it, like it's helping build some of that foundation, that anchoring where, yeah, there's going to be days where life hits you and you're not going to feel close to God or you're going to feel some type of way. And there's other days where you're going to feel super close. But from those different times, does the truth or who God is, his word, what you stand on, do those things change just because your circumstance? And so like, mm. even in this reading, like I'm asking myself now as, as we're talking, like, 
okay, I know it's good for me. I know God, you know, spending time with God, like, because I don't feel like it's good because I'm kind of struggling. Is that what's swaying me Mm. versus the actually like being rooted into it, Mm. you know, being anchored into it, you know, building upon the foundation that so even if I'm reading the same verse over and over, you know, it's, it's, it can be a good, uh, challenge to stretch our our faith and our um, time with God or understanding of the word and so yeah encourage everybody else to just keep pushing on and 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 I don't want to say power through as in just will yourself but to a certain degree it's like yeah you you have to will yourself when certain things are telling you like oh this is not that helpful or this is not that good it's like I don't think that's from God necessarily so don't worry if you're struggling because I'm on, we're on a podcast and I'm talking about it and I struggle with it. So (laughs) you're all good. And, and Kyle and I have the pressure of, we're the ones that are putting it out there. So we, we kind of have to do it too. (laughs) No, I mean, when we came up with this, it's like, yeah, it's going to be good. I love it. I love it. In the first couple of weeks. Yeah, this is good. Then it's like, oh, this is going to be for a long time. But it's, but it's, it's, I feel like it's a good thing. I think it is stripping away certain paradigms and certain, just habits or certain approaches i'm like okay this is this is stretching me and opening opening up a different perspective on um just reflecting on the word and i think too for me i feel like i've been able to experience more grace this time mm-hmm. because if there is a day that i miss then i'm able to pick it up and say oh i missed but i didn't miss that much cuz we're already reading it again Whereas last time it's like, oh, I missed, and I have that means tomorrow I have to read double, or that means the next day I have to read triple, or the, you know, like it's easy for that to snowball. Where mm-hmm. this time it's like, oh, I missed one day, that's okay. The next day I can pick it back up. I just don't want to miss two days in a row, mm-hmm. right? So I think that there, ha- I've been able to ex- give myself more grace this time because the consequences aren't as bad as last time, right? Yeah. Just gotta be careful with that one. No, for sure. <laughs> Don't want that hyper grace where I'm yeah. doing nothing, right? <laughs> but I think that's where, you know, kind of like you said, bro, with with the will, there's certain times where we need to strengthen our will. Mm-hmm. And these are some easy steps for us to take. Just I'm going to read my, I'm going to do my Bible reading plan today. That's an easy step that will help to strengthen our will, that will help us in other areas when some of those decisions are, are more difficult or, or bigger. So I guess it's been a long episode this already, so we will wrap it with that. Thanks for listening. Until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season.